0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind, featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I am Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce.
1: I'll tell you, that is an awesome introduction. Domo always says on 100 Not Out how much he loves it when I introduce him, but it's a really nice feeling being introduced.
0: Hey, you're the star. You're the star.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You make me sound like a boxer then, and in the red corner. That's right. We just need someone to
0: massage you and tuck you up. You're the, oh, best, mate, You're the best, Marcus. <laughs> You're the best.
1: I've got the gloves on. I'm ready to go. Well, you know I'm that uh,
0: it's go. funny while we're talking about Champions Mind. Like we're on this podcast talking about head mindset and, and headspace is what we do. We talk about how to get people out of medi- mediocrity. And, you know, one of the story that, you know, that conversation which you just meant about boxing ring – reminds me of the story of what mike tyson does you know mike tyson um you know if anybody remember mike tyson he was just a ferocious boxer right and no one will ever forget mike tyson yeah you can't <laughs> forget mike tyson you know so but you know one of the things he did he actually hired someone um to be uh, um you know he had bodyguards his entourage right but one guy specifically his sole job was to stand behind him as he walked into the ring and said you're the best, Mike. You're the king of the world. You're the best. You're the world champion, King Mike Tyson. You're the world champion, Mike Tyson. That's what he would do. That's his whole that's job awesome. was to talk him up all the way to the ring. You know, as they cheering cheering, he's just like just in his head all the time. And it's a funny thing, right? Because No, it's not even funny because, you know, we don't do that. We have this other aspect of ourselves that tells us, you know, you're not good enough. You know, but, uh, so that's why we, and he kno- he knows yourself. that. And so he hires someone else to kind of do the job for him to kind of. Infiltrate that negative mind, the lizard brain. So anyway,
1: that, that's amazing. No, that is if you you know anyone that would think of Mike Tyson would say, well, probably not the sharpest tool in the shed. But if you look at positive psychology and and the subconscious power of 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 the mind, that that is a phenomenal decision to make to get someone pretty much to follow him in the in the most important times of his professional career and say, give me the other side of the coin.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's getting in that mindset to be ready and prepared, you know. I think that's really important. But that's the thing, you know, he was uh, he was definitely focused. He was focused and uh, genuine and really got a, had a headstrong uh, mindset at that time, you know, when he was at the peak of his career.
1: Now, I want to tell you, LT, I was um, – Having one of those, uh, you know, drives into work and just thinking about random stuff, and as just letting the mind flow as you're doing and I was thinking about, oh, what can we chat about? What can we chat about? And I, my mind just started racing, and I was, um, I, my mind took me back to an event I was at a couple of years ago, and um, and I was just sitting next to this guy at an event, um, and you know, as you do, ask about what what you do, where your life's at, and all the rest of it, and and he was a. He was a founder of a company, and I thought I'd love to spend some time um, with this guy. He seemed like a great guy, and all the rest of it. And um, I was—I went to—I went to lunch uh, with this fellow um, just in the lunch break of the event, and was somewhat rudely or shockingly disappointed by the, um, for want of a better term, like two-facedness um, of this guy. We started talking about business and just culture and all and all the bits and. Um my, my expectations um, of this individual um, kind of were, were shot rather quickly because I found that we are at an event where it was a personal development event we were talking about and, you know, it's all about common respect and communication and understanding other people's values and, and all the rest of it. And all of a sudden we're talking and I'm thinking, hold on a minute, has he not listened to a word of what we've been uh, learning? And it just made me think, LT, um, of... People and ourselves included are um, living their lives. Are they living their lives with their heart or living their lives with their head? Um, because at this event, I was I was just flummoxed by the amount of uh, I suppose lack of respect that this fellow had for his employees and his staff, and he was all he, all he could talk about was the negative. And I thought. Maybe we should talk about today just being ruled by the head or the heart. It's not always easy um, to go one way or the other. But just discuss, I suppose, both sides and and you know dealing with people that are either headstrong or too heartstrong or, or both ways, and just um yeah, and just getting your insights on it.
0: Well, you know, it's funny when you when you mention that when you're talking about this person about sort of I guess the the, the image that comes to me is the the, the classic character of Batman. You know, not Batman himself, but his um, arch one of his arch enemies, Two Face. You know, I don't know if you remember Harvey Dent in the the Batman Begins uh, movies, but um, you know, where he on one side he's like the good guy, but he's also got the other side of his face is like the bad guy. And uh, I know I've come across a lot of people like I I've been to seminars all my life, like you know for the last I would say probably the last fifteen, maybe even twenty years. And just go to these seminars and you listen to speakers, for example, and you think like, man, you just, you put them on a pedestal and you listen to them and go, wow, they're just amazing people. And you, know, whether you be on television or watching them in movies, you just have this expectation of them. But then when you actually go and meet them, like, you know, if you've you got a chance to actually meet someone, all of a sudden like, that totally flips around and you start to realize like what they say on stage is not necessarily congruent to how they are in real life. Not, I mean, Correct. not everybody, yeah. but there's a lot of people out there. Unfortunately, I've met, and you start to realize and um, to, to, to realize and recognize that what people are uh, when they when they're actually you know in in that space, they're not necessarily they don't when they're on stage, you're sort of acting in a way, you know, because it is you know when you're on stage, like I, and I've been on stage many times, and you you have to bring your uh, to a different level, but unfortunately, when you in this day and age, you're going to be exposed to whether that's actually your true personality or not. Um, and I think that that comes out when you actually meet someone on a regular basis. If you actually have a conversation with them, have dinner with them, or have a chance to see how they speak and how they interact with others, um, you actually really start to see that different part of them. And I think that's what you're getting at.
1: Yeah, I think, I suppose, you know, for me personally, since I've been working with the wellness couch, uh, we've had two wellness summits, and and at both of those events, we've had um, VIP dinners. You know, so people that pay some extra money for their tickets have dinner with the wellness guys and the speakers, and it's just so awesome. And and it's not even just the dinner, but it's the it's the feedback from the end of the day from all of the people that come to these events. And the most common feedback is always wow, you guys are so authentic, you know, what you are up on stage are exactly the same um, when we just want to come up and speak with you. You're so open. You're so happy to answer my questions. Um, And it's almost like they're shocked because they're they're expecting, uh, there's an expectation that, you know, you'll be different or that Cindy O'Meara will be different or that Karen Smith will be different. And it seems as if, like, people are so used to um, having two sides, like, or being, dealing with people that are two-faced, mm. for, for want of a better term, that when someone is consistent, say both in their personal lives and their public lives, that that really stands out. you know, There's lots of buzzwords like congruence and while well, living with integrity and all the rest of it. But I just kind of see it, you're either living from your heart or living from your head. And most people that are living from their heart are much more easy and they find it easier to hop up on stage and go and mix in with the crowds and you know, go and drop the kids off at school and then go to a high-level meeting. Like When you're living from your heart, I think as Tony Robbins says, I'm sure it's Tony Robbins, says, if you live your life as a public figure, it's so much easier to live your life hmm. because you're not worried about if someone catches you saying this or if someone hears you, do, sees you doing that or the rest of it. It's so much easier to live a life of consistency.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think there's a couple of things that goes on there. I think the larger you get in the public eye... Um, the more protective of time you actually do have in terms of being able to expose them, yourself to the public, um, and but you know you also got to be genuine. And I think a lot of people, I remember Martini always said, you know, when you put someone on a pedestal, you know, whether it be a speaker or an actor or someone you really, uh, even a mentor or a coach, if you put them on a pedestal, sooner or later they're going to fall. The hard, yeah, the follow. higher the pedestal you put them, the the harder they're going to fall when you start to realize different parts about them. And I think when I recognize that, you start to realize that you know no matter how big. Um, you know whether it be the president of the united states or you know like the, the biggest person you can think of that well, you what about that, our
1: parents like when we're growing up and then we get to that you know adult age and we're like oh my parents made that mistake or they yeah did that's or right that.
0: yeah like it doesn't matter you know whether it be oprah or whoever when you actually get to meet them like yeah sure we are infatuated by celebrity you know that's just the way society it works but then i think you know nowadays when i look at you know We've been traveling a lot lately. I mean, every time I go to Melbourne, I'm like meeting someone that, you know, they're famous or whatever. But I start to realize that they're just like any of us, you know, really. Do you know what I mean? They're human beings. They make mistakes. Um, They say things that they don't necessarily mean. But the pressure on them because every part of their life is under the scrutiny of a camera or video. And and so, therefore, um, you know, you, you just, you know, just imagine someone following you all the time. You know, there's got to be some, um, some part that you, you're not going to want exposed because the media can really twist it up. But what you're saying though is about following your heart. I think there's people that do, um, you can play the head game if you want, um, in terms of just, you know, thinking about, okay, I got to plan to say this and plan to say this and make sure I don't, you know, say this something wrong. But that's never, that's never congruent with who you are. And so therefore you will get caught out sooner or later. Whereas if you follow your heart, I think you basically, expose yourself to the public uh, um, as the genuineness of who you really truly are, your spirituality, and people will get it. And I think people are more forgiving that way when you do make a mistake because they know genuinely you didn't do it on purpose or you – that's you know, you might have said it out of context, for example, but you know, people are going to to love you and forgive you because they know that how caring you really are. But if you come from the head space, we all experience this when we come across pe- people that they come from a head space and you know that there's an ulterior motive there that there, you don't necessarily there's not that genuine trust with that person.
1: Yeah, and it's hard, and 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 when and when you know, I just think of times when I've been in their head. Like it's so hard to apologize when you're in your head, because when you're in your head, you're like saying, "But I'm right, you know, but I'm right, but I'm right." But in the heart, it's like, well, it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong,
0: hmm.
1: you know. And it's a very different, um, you know, different, I suppose, feeling. Um, hmm. And then you, I'm not sure if you said, it, or if I just wrote this down, but I just wrote down opening yourself up. So. Um, The heart is more than happy to be vulnerable, is more than happy to, you know, tell jokes about yourself or, you know, something that makes you, I suppose, more human whereas the head is much more focused on perfection, um, being right all the time, um, not, you know, I suppose more rigid, not wanting to take risk, um, you know, and then I'm not sure if you mentioned earlier as well but just the whole sense of intuition. Hmm. So when people are following their intuition, they're much more likely to make mistakes, but they're also likely to live a life on their terms. Um, but a lot of people these days are very scared to follow their intuition. You know, I know people that have that have really could have the best careers in the world, but they're too scared to follow their dreams. So they're just playing it safe in a job that they don't really love. They don't really hate it. They don't really love it, but it's comfortable. It pays the bills and can go on a holiday once a year. But they could be doing so much more Mm. if they really follow their heart um
0: well well, i think it's one of those things like i mean let's use us as an example right like i know if i um at the beginning when i when we first did the wellness guy show you know, if you go back to those days, please don't really have to go back if you don't want to. But, um, you know, if you did go back to those, like I was very um, strategic in terms of the way I was speaking, um, the way I would present. Uh, even going back five years ago when I first started, you know, speaking um, like in public in front of eight, you know, 800,000 people on stage. Like my presentation was like slick, you know, and slick in a sense that everything was timed. My slides were always on, on cue. I knew exactly what I was going to say the next time, next line, you know, every line was pretty much memorized and I would practice, 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 right? And, um, and I realized that, you know, when I, when, you know, when I had to do an hour long presentation, I couldn't do that anymore because I couldn't memorize an hour presentation, you know what I mean? 20 minutes yeah. I could do it. An hour was a bit harder. So I had to kind of be flexible. And I, you know, I watched Damien present, for example, and, and I, one of the things I learned a well from uh, like uh, that i got from damien that so he was just he can have one slide and he can talk for an hour like he just go off right and I, I always admire about that and i had to challenge myself to do that and when i start to realize that i actually had to be more fluid and just be adaptable to the moment and just be more who i am when i present and not just letting people know that i'm not perfect and i'm going to make mistakes and being okay with it within myself that actually got more Um, praise from the audience and people coming up to me and saying that was you know a great talk because they just felt it was more genuine because it was more of me rather than me coming from a headspace speaking it was actually coming from my heart I cared there was emotion with it and we don't realize that when we actually think from the head um, we actually lose the heart in a way because there's no emotion and people don't they don't gravitate to head stuff. Sure, you know, like there's scientists and who, the, you know, when they talk science and stuff. At the end of the day, if you watch any television show or any um, any interview with anybody, it's always the emotion that gets us human beings, right? It's always the emotion that moves us. And there, I just did a video on this. Um, I said one of the things that you can't fake certainty. Like one of the, 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 the things that people t- teach us all the time is to fake it till you make it, right? And I go, well that might be a first good step to kind of like just gut it out and just the first time, but you can't fake... Confidence. You can't life. fake your whole life. Like you got to really build some certainty in your life and build some success before you can actually have the confidence and for people to have confidence and certainty and trust within you. You can't fake it. You have to do the things that are going to get you successful and then build that trust and bond and relationship for people to trust you. And um, that comes from the heart. People don't buy because let's let's put it this way: people don't buy things that are logical, right? People buy an emotion.
1: That's it. Just think about
0: it. Do I need a Mac computer, or like four Mac computers, or how many iPhones do I need? Like, really? Do I need an iPad? Is that logical? No, of course not. I'm
1: looking at my iPad, and I'm like, I,
0: I really don't need that iPad. Yeah, no, you, no,
1: no I don't. need an iPhone and a MacBook, you don't need an iPad.
0: No, you don't need it. Like, you don't, you don't need it. But it was, we buy it from an emotional point of view. Do you need like that particular label, the dress? No, you know that you have or whatever suit you wear no you we don't but it makes you feel great right yeah it's it's yeah. a total emotional buy and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it but what i'm saying is that people don't buy because it's logical you know when you sell a product or someone sells a product they don't sell you on that this is the most logical buy the most logical buy is not to buy a mac really you know if you talk about cost and everything else but yeah. Mac can do a lot of things from an emotional point of view that makes you feel better in terms of the products you're able to produce and you know, all that stuff. You know what I mean?
1: So that's all from the heart then because I'm thinking, LT, do you really need to go to Bali? And you'd be like, well, I don't need to go to Bali, but I love going to Bali because it makes me feel good. Yeah, that's me. right. And that's, all, and that's all from the heart, isn't it? It's like you said with a Mac. You know, it's like with any, a car that you love or a home that you buy. You don't need to buy the home, but it makes you feel a certain way and there's nothing wrong with allowing yourself to feel good in your heart no exactly but not a i i logical thing if we always behaved on logic and reason and left brain it would be boring as but you know what
0: yeah no i and i think let's put it let's put that in perspective before people start going buying houses <laughs> and going and taking holidays and buying all this stuff from the heart yeah. you've got
1: to keep me in check
0: you there, there has to be a logical brain part of it and i think you you do need to have some logic in there But what I'm saying to you, a majority of the people do buy on emotions and companies know that. And that's why all advertising is all emotional. They never sell you on, they always sell you, they don't never sell you on the features, do they? They sell you on the benefits on how it's going to make your life better, right? So that's how people sell you on it and and understand it. But you got to be smart with it too. So I think, yes, you're going to move from an emotional point of view, but I think you also need to have your headspace. What we're talking about is not about buying and selling. We're talking about when you're being yourself, I think you need to show your heart space because what i want
1: people to relate with you it's so much better to relate from the heart
0: exactly it's exactly i mean i know so many people and i'm sure you know you know a lot of people like this too as well where they they say a certain thing like you know you know it might be clients or it might be you know people that you know it goes no i'm doing this i am you know i'm working out or i'm i'm eating well or whatever but you know You know, quote unquote damn well that they're not doing it (laughs) it. you know like you just know that because you can tell it's just coming from their head not from their heart like this is and you know I think I'd rather someone just tell me the truth that you know they're not doing something I'm like okay well let's work from there like if you and Dan Sullivan who's you know one of my coaches that that I respect and he always says he's got his famous quote that says all progress all progress all progress begins by telling the truth and you can't move forward until you tell the truth. Tell the truth on where you are in life, you know. And if you want to move forward from where you are, you're gonna actually have to know, like, that maybe you're not in the best shape in your life, or maybe um, from a mental headspace that you're not, you know, in a good space to make the wisest decisions, or you know, whatever it is. But by telling the truth, then you can actually move forward. Because if you're lying to yourself, you know, that's the worst thing you can do. When you're lying to yourself then you can't – you're just basically living in a lie your whole entire life. And until you Well, you're living out, in your
1: head though, aren't you? Lies are all in the head. It is. It's made up stuff
0: in your head. You know, I think it's important to kind of come from the heart.
1: Can I just um, pick you up on a couple of things that you said um, when you were talking about what you learned from Damo, um, mm-hmm. who is one of the most heart-centered speakers, I reckon, and one of the most heart-centered people that I know. But um, – And I've loved a couple of your talks that you've given at Summit CLT and it's um, the people can much more easily identify with your struggles than they can with triumphs and that's for any speaker. Hmm. That's for any speaker. But so many speakers are up on stage talking about their lifestyle. I've been here and I've done that and I do this and I've worked so hard to. so now I've got this car and this is my home and see my pool and all the rest of it. And people don't care about that. Hmm. People don't care about that. But when you talk about and you share the struggles that you've had in life that 99.99% of the rest of the world can relate with Mm -hmm. and that's a heart-to-heart sharing, then all of a sudden, not only are you um, connecting better with the people around you, whether it's on stage, in your workplace, in your family, with your friends, but you feel better about yourself because you're not having to, again, play almost like a double life.
0: That's right.
1: So... yeah, yeah,
0: no, it's definitely. I think, you know, if anybody wants to watch the, the Wellness Summit um, video um, that I did, we're actually giving it away, right? We're giving it away for free. Um, if you just go to wellnesscoach.com, um or com, if you sign up for our newsletter, um, I think we're actually going to give away that free video because I think yeah, it that's... was a very important, powerful video that, uh, for me, anyways, I'm, you know, who might and say if anyone that? hasn't
1: heard LT speak, or even if you were at the summit, I would just, it's such an inspiring 45 minutes. And, And the two Summits we've done, and um, I don't know if you know this, LT, but me being the organiser, I always want LT to be at the start of the Summit because he's an inspiring speaker and I just love how you're able to articulate the importance of living your best life. And so, yeah, I would definitely recommend um, to people listening to go and become a member of the Couch, it's free, and as a result, get LT's presentation from the Melbourne Summit.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and I think if you, you know, go watch that video, you can watch it once just to kind of get, you know, just get the content and then watch it a second time and just watch it from a presenter point of view and, and how, um, how related I was to the audience or to you, you know, because that's important. I think that's what it's about. Like I learned over time that I wasn't going to give you facts. You know, I'm a much better speaker when I just sort of give you details. Was it perfect? No, God, no. Like, you, know, you know, we talked about this many times that my language and my, you know, grammar yeah, and Chinglish. stuff, but, oh, just my English is terrible, right? But, you know, if you transcribe that, it would have been like an English teacher's nightmare. But at the end of the day, I'm okay with that, right? You know, and, and that's the, the, the thing is that we all have our weaknesses. We all have our uh, no one's perfect, you know, and it, it, it's about show, showing the world who you truly are. And I think, it, and, you know, let's put it this way, too, as well. If you if you are someone who who really wants to need some help from someone like even a friend, if you're not telling the truth, how can you how can you really get the help that you need? Like yeah. if you're living a lie, if, you know, how can someone offer you the best advice when you're not telling the truth about how you feel? Um, and I'm not I'm not saying that you need to tell everybody how you feel, but the, the people who you trust in your life, you know, if you're having a down day or if you're just having some struggles in business or in life, why not talk to the closest people to you that can give you advice? And the thing here, here though, is that we're not asking you to become a victim here. There's a difference, right? There's a difference about opening up to someone and them giving you advice. But you have to actually take on that advice and actually do the things that, you know, whatever is necessary to get you out of that situation. If you don't do it and then you complain about it again, they might give you, you know, an opening there. But if you do it again, like a third Mm -hmm. time, they're not listening to you anymore. Because it's like yeah. you just want you're, there's just a victimhood of just sucking people's energy, and that's what brings people down. And people will stop giving up on you because it's like it's like that old fable about crying wolf, right? You know, there's only so many times someone was going to listen to you about crying wolf. Um, that you know that someone's going to just say, you know what? Oh, you know, I feel sorry for you, blah blah blah. You know, if I'm going to ask for help, I don't want people feeling sorry for me. I want yeah, people to, want to be, help. I want, I want help to get me out of this. joy. I want results, not just about like feeling sore for me. Like, I mean, that's that's feeling sore for me is just enabling the the the, the problem.
1: Yeah, you know and I mean? and and as you're talking, I'm thinking. Be very careful about what becomes your reputation, because in an ideal world and with a champion mindset, you want your reputation to be based on who you are in your heart, not mm. who you are in your head.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: and, and check in with yourself and check in with your best friends and your family members and the people close to you and just say like, when you think of me, what do you think? Hmm. You know, like is it how measured I am and is it, you know, how straight I am and how is it how short, you know, um, uh, Short spoken, I am because if it is, and a lot of that's going to come from the come from the head. But on the converse, if it's more personality traits um, that are empowering, then you can be quite sure that you're living predominantly from your heart. But all of this LT, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't want to come across as being it's got to be all heart. Like maybe let's talk for just a few minutes before we finish up on on when the best times are to to be working from the head, because you know I know myself. Like God, I love just being all brainiac and all just head and. Uh, unemotional um, maybe let's just have a chat about you know and i'll ask you like when do you find that you find it important to be working really from the head
0: i think it's important to work from the head when when critical decisions are need to be made you know so in in a sense that there there is decisions that you you need to make that are um that requires emotions to be out of it because when your emotions are mixed in so there's i I believe there's like this, um, David, I think it's McLean, a Canadian researcher, and he talked about this three brains, right? And um, Peter, I think it's Peter McLean, I don't know, that doesn't matter. He talks about this three brain theory, and it's only a theory because it's not necessarily true, but the three brain, and it works really well. The three brain theory is this, is that we have this frontal brain, which is our thinking brain, which is our logical brain. And then that's where we make our sort of decisions and logic and facts and stuff. And then there's the second part of brain, which is the emotional brain. And is what we've been talking about. This is where we feel love, anger, hate, and all that stuff. Then there's also the third part of brain, which is the limbic brain, which is the oldest part of our brain. This is when we basically think about um, sex and and reaction and, and survival. Okay? And food. And food, exactly. So a lot of times is that when we, we make decisions, like if it's immediate, like if there's life in danger, then you make it from the li- lizard brain. And so... The problem with lizard brain thinking is that it's reactionary. Like if someone pushes you, you push them back, right? Someone punch you, your reaction is like just get angry and punch them back. You know what I mean? Like you see that in football fields and and, and sporting arenas all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like you know they don't even realize they've done it, but you've done it because it's like oh crap, you know you think about it because then you then you get into a logical brain. But it's survival. And the second part of brain is emotional brains, when you make decisions based on emotions. And so well, like I said, we're, that's where most people make the decisions on. But then there's the logical brain. Sometimes they. You know, when you put emotion into it, the problem is is that it actually does not help you and serve you in instances where, um, where, where the emotion is actually going to counteract the logical answer. And you know, we don't have time to go into this, but I've just been reading this book called David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell, and he talked about this doctor and this doctor do this really really quickly his doctor basically um was growing up without a mother was raised by like a you know a nanny and then the mother came back and you know basically it's just a very abusive terrible childhood and he had to live with adversity no dad um and all those years and basically he had no empathy pretty much but what they were showing was that this doctor was the one who actually um created um the chemical uh um chemo bombardment to actually almost 90% 90 percent of childhood leukemia, like they basically mix like four drugs to put in these kids um to to get rid of this um, leukemia, where no one would allow him to do it, but he did it anyways, not that he didn 't care, but he because he went through so much suffering for in his life, but he knew the logical answer was that he needed to kill the cancer somehow, and so he you know one drug was bad enough, but he cocktailed four drugs. And uh, it's one of the most successful drugs in terms of, like, you know, curing leukemia, um, you know, in that, in, that, in that realm to this day. And so, you know, he definitely wasn't thinking from emotional brain. He was thinking yeah. from logical brain because he had to think from logical brain. And he had to be – his whole childhood leading up to it created the personality he had. Now, you, no one liked him. No one, no one ever because he's, a, you know, abusive. He was very short-sighted. Everybody hated, never wanted to work with him. But it takes sometimes that type of personality to create something um, miraculous, I guess, in a way. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that, of course. No, it's enlightening because, as I say, like, last thing I want to do is paint this picture that everything has to be from the heart because some of the best things about our life have stemmed from decisions made from the head. So- yeah.
0: And I think doctors, like I would say emergency doctors, for example, um, probably function from that realm. You know, it's not about worrying about whether this is going to hurt the person or it's going to be, um, you know, whether the, the, they're worrying about um, someone's going to it's, whether the family's going to hate them or not. They're just there to save that person's life. You know, yeah. life or destitution, situation. They're just there to save the life. It's not about thinking about, you know, about, you know, there's a whole bus of people that are, you know, crashed there. It's not about worrying about this person, whether they're going to survive and only worry about that person. But it's like trying to save the whole bus. You know what I mean? So in those circumstances, I think logical brain does matter um, to, to come into play, to make better decisions.
1: You're a legend out, So I hope You're we got... Own. I mean, that,
0: we went off on very different thought patterns there, but I think it's important That was
1: fun, though. I hope everyone else found that fun. It was, that was... I learned heaps.
0: Yeah, there's so much there. And obviously, this conversation is about... Basic, I think the basic summary of this is that you need... There are times you definitely need to think from the, the, the head, but I think on a, on a, when we're as human beings, I think we need to learn to to live from our heart, tell the truth, to be able to move forward and have a better mindset within yourself. Because it's about growth. It's not about holding yourself back. It's about moving forward and taking one step forward. And you're if you're taking it one step, you're one step ahead of where you were yesterday so I hope that this helps you so this has been inside the champion's mind go join us on facebook.com slash inside the champion's mind while you're there make sure you like us and comment on this particular episode and tell us what you think go to thewellnesscouch.com sign up for our free membership because you get a, a free access to our my my video the 45 minute video that I did at the wellness summit absolutely free I mean the whole dvd set is like 200 or 200 so we're just giving it away because we think it's an important message that people need to um to hear and go to itunes and subscribe to us and make sure you give us a rating and comment there too as well. Uh, This is Inside Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. This is Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.